Hey guys, before today's episode, I want to give a big shout out to the guys who made this episode possible. Upload Media Group, located right in the heart of Cedar Rapids. They host the Confused Breakfast podcast along with several other shows in the area. This company has been heavily involved in the rise of the podcast front in Iowa, and there's nobody else that I'd pick to record a podcast with when I'm visiting the homies who are just chilling in Cedar Rapids. So, if you need something to record or just want to check out some cool local content, check them out at their website at uploadmediagroup.com. That's www.uploadmediagroup.com. Stutterbox Productions is a backbone for many of the events they've seen in the Midwest, from EDM festivals to late-night hip-hop shows. This company has been working closely with this podcast since the beginning, and we always have plenty of things planned for the future. So, if you're looking to plan your next Get Gear event, head over to their Facebook page to learn more today. What's up? This is the Callister's Podcast. I'm your host, Vice Colin McAllister. We have a super special guest today. Um, a member of um, indisputably the the best Iowa podcast. I mean, as much as I as much as I like to give myself credit, um, n- this isn't any comparison. Uh, Sean Pryor from the Confused Breakfast Podcast. It's an honor to finally meet you, man. How are you doing today? Great to meet you too, man. Yeah, I'm doing really good. I just got off work, so. Hell yeah. I'm, uh, definitely doing better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you, I, I hope like a podcast is a good way to kind of like you know decharge de- from work day. You yeah, know? you know, I I drive for a living, and I drove yesterday maybe 10, 11 hours to Sioux City. Oh, and hey, then, I used to. That was kind of my neck in the woods, actually. Oh yeah, yeah, Northwest uh, Orange City. Have you ever heard of it? Uh-uh. Um, it's it's a cult town, like forty five minutes south of Sioux City, but it's in that Northwest Island neck of the woods. It seems so. like it seems like the like we're like the oil barons are in California. That's what it looks like sometimes. I don't know, but like it does seem like a like a kind of a cool cultured city. I mean, I mean obviously just been to one place there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, after hours and hours of driving, it's nice to talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. Um, so let me ask you first, uh, you know, obviously you're from the Confused Breakfast. Uh, we only have a third of the group today, but that's okay. We got... Maybe the best? No. <laughs> I don't know, man. No, I, I, I don't mean to rank you guys. Uh, but like, uh, but tell me about like, what was the inception of, uh, of this uh, show? And like, you know, tell us about that. Um, so yeah, the show Confused Breakfast was kind of born out of like a lot of things. Uh, COVID. I'm not, I'm not sure like if that kind of started your show as well. Yeah. De- yeah it was definitely. just like, everyone's just, you know, in a, in a glut of creativity. Yeah. It was the know. train to hop on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, we, AJ and I had been doing podcasts before, uh, 2020 and it was a podcast called I'm super stoked. And we <laughs> just had, we just talked about stuff we were excited about. I had a section called Prior's picks where I just like uh told people about the movies that I had watched and um we had guests on and uh, Mike uh Schulte was uh, a guest like three times and on that show we kind of ranked our favorite movies of like favorite uh, movies that we cry to or favorite mu- music movies you know and so he was on a couple po- uh shows like that and then the pandemic hit and uh Mike hit us up and he's like I want to do a podcast about movies and I want you guys to do it and just because we had this rapport you know of him being on our show talking about movies we we clicked on um liking uh, the big Lebowski a lot and Days of Confused like we knew we had this sort of similar taste and um yeah we just kind of started uh we 
had the outline of like what we wanted to do, like go by scene by scene of the movie. And, um, I wanted it, I wanted it to just be like kind of more of an off the cuff, like, I'm not going to give you what I'm going to say. We're yeah. just going to have a natural conversation and watch the movies, tell some jokes. And so that's kind of what it turned into. And uh, I remember recording the first one we did, uh, Hocus Pocus. And um, just like right after feeling like, okay, we got it. I think we got it. Like, it was just a kind of a good flow. We knew we had, a, obviously, like I said, a good rapport. Um, but then we did Beetlejuice right after that. And like, it, it was just the ball started rolling and... Um, yeah, here we are today and it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Hell yeah. Well, I think, you know, and you kind of touched on this when you were talking about like one of the elements of your show that's so great is, you know, you, you, you come across a lot of those like, you know, movie critique type of things and they all seem very like, you know, square, like very formal, like, you know, these type of boxes. Whereas you guys, I mean, you're, it's, it's apparent that you're friends and that you're hanging out and you're literally just talking movies. And I think that's what makes you guys so successful where as a lot of these, you know, review type shows, like, you know, it's like they're, um, it's more like they're talking, like speaking an essay that they wrote out mm. versus just, you know, bullshitting about movies. So I think that attests to, you know, why you guys are so successful, part of why you're so successful. So, oh, well, thanks man. Yeah. I, I do like shows like that too, but, uh, yeah, I, um, you know, kind of the more essay kind of things because I'm into their, AJ and Mike are more into like the more mainstream movies. I'm more into like, you know, the, like the underground shit and I tell okay. them about it That's sometimes. Awesome. So I am probably more of the snob of, of the group. Well, you know, <laughs> I got the right member on the podcast then because yeah, okay, I, cool. I am a, I am a film prick at heart. hundred percent. Right. I am, I'm the guy every time my girlfriend shows me a movie, I only like it about 3% of the time. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen some of your reviews. Like if you post like just a random yeah. review of like a movie on uh, Facebook, I'm like, Coleman, what are we doing here? <laughs> really? Really? You think that? <laughs> no, it's okay, though. It's whatever. Yeah, that's a sign of a true uh, film guy, right? Yeah. Like, uh, just... So let me ask you this. Like, uh, since you're kind of more in that uh, underground film world, like, what are some of your, like, you know, underground, artsy, favorite type of films that come to mind? Yeah, um, I mean, I like a lot of David Lynch. You could say, like, mm. he's, he's um, a little more mainstream than... Yeah, underground can, can be, uh, but like I, I, I think the greatest era of movies was the seventies, and so mm. I like a lot of crime movies from the seventies. Like um, I just watched a movie for like the fifth time straight time with Dustin Hoffman. I haven't seen that one. It's like a, huh. uh, it's you know, uh, you've seen Reservoir Dogs, right? Yeah. Yep. The guy, Mister Blue, his name is Eddie Bunker in real life, and he wrote a book, um, and this was the movie that was based off the book. Because he used to be an actual criminal. Oh, okay. And so he was like, and he consulted on Reservoir Dogs as well as being in it about the crime uh, world and life. And I believe he consulted on Heat as well. Mm. But uh, I think it's Dustin Hoffman's best movie, and it's just extremely underrated. Um, I what, like. Sorry, what was it called again? Uh, Straight Time. Straight Time. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. A lot of car movies too, like from the seventies. <laughs> uh, Two Lane Blacktop. Um, Crazy Mary or yeah, Crazy Larry, something Mary. I forget. I forget what that is. But uh, uh, yeah, and like the cheesy '80s Maximum Overdrive, Stephen King, um, shit like that. Oh yeah. What's uh, what's kind of your barometer of? Um, so you know, it's kind of funny you mentioned Lynch because I think he's severely overrated. I think I think that's why I mentioned <laughs> it because I think that was your one of your posts. Yeah, so, Racerhead. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's okay. I get it. I get why people like it. <laughs> the problem with Lynch is okay. 
like if you look at Lynch's paintings, like he is obvious that he's a brilliant visual artist. Mm-hmm. Like, and you see in his movies, you see like it, like Eraser Ed has some like amazing visuals, but the plot just isn't there. And I think <laughs> I heard him talk about how he makes a movie once, and what he did is he says, "I just write a scene on a note card. I put all the note cards together, and that's a movie." And I saw that. And I'm like, "But that's not a movie." <laughs> <laughs> It's a series of scenes. Exactly. I'm like, you know, I've done screenwriting, so like, oh, I'm, cool. I'm very like, you know, the story has to have some kind of winding way about it. it. Has to connect in some way. I think you know, like Blue Velvet. Like Blue Velvet's probably his best film. In my it's probably opinion. his most accessible for sure. Yeah, I, I probably agree with you that it's his best too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just well, and you know, uh, not who's the Dennis Hopper. Mm-hmm. Dennis Hopper. Like, I mean, he also. I mean, it was a great film on you know in itself but he just fucking made that his performance is just insane i think it's maybe the greatest villain performance of all time Mm. just of how like stacked it is you know because then he you see him in um um i'm sure there's a vhs of it over there somewhere speed (laughs) yes i love i love you guys' review on that oh thanks yeah Yeah. it's uh, i mean he's he's just so crazy in that and i think like someone like lynch can rein that in a little bit Mm. in in with blue velvet but also let him just go, you know? Yep. Yeah. And I think he did. I think it's, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, uh, otherwise, I, I mean, I'm a huge Tarantino fan. Oh, right. I'm a huge Paul Thomas Anderson fan. Same. I mean, like, yeah. yeah, he he just, he's like the Kubrick of our generation in terms of just, like, his ability to take a time period similar to what Kubrick did and, like, just make it so real and full of life and, like, you feel like you're, in it and there and not only that there's symbolism you know there will be blood you know it talks about like the themes like capitalism mm-hmm. and like you know family relationships and how that you know you know muddies the waters in that sense like yeah um, paul thomas anderson's brilliant uh david lynch or not david lynch david well david lynch but david fincher is also very brilliant mm-hmm. um fight club i mean have you guys done a review on that fight club we yet? are going to this year i believe okay so okay. sometime i know we're all huge fans of it so Okay. And it, this kind of leads into my other um, point. This is kind of just like a, because you, your your podcast, the Confused Breakfast Podcast, you guys focus on very, uh, like a select time period, like a very select type of mm-hmm. film. Like um, as Mike describes it, like going down the blockbuster and like, you know, picking a movie, like those type of movies, which is great. But I've always wondered like, what is there possibly if you guys ever do movies from like the 30s or the 40s or do like a more like artsy type of, because I think that'd be really interesting hearing that from you guys. Well, thank you. I think that's, that's a good question. Um, I I would love to, for sure. Uh, like I said, like I'm more of the snobby one. Sure, sure. I, sometimes I'll bring up movies, like reference movies in our episodes, be like, oh yeah, this is from Out of the Past with Robert Mitchum. I'm like, what? You know, and which is fine. Like, it's totally fine, you know. Um, or, you know, uh, like, I'll say that this director kind of wanted to do uh, this, um, like, he wanted to have uh, the the language in this movie kind of be like, uh, oh, my God, what's the movie I'm thinking of? Kind of like a fast-talking movie like they used to do in the 30s. Mm, uh, there's one yeah. that comes to mind. I can't fucking think of it. But um, So I'm more of that guy, and... I'm, I mean, you know, we're we're gonna run out of movies in like <laughs> at least '80s and '90s movies in like 90 years. So maybe after <laughs> 90 years, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Hopefully, though, you know, like hopefully it's, um, you know, maybe like in Halloween we'll do like Frankenstein or something, mm. some shit like that. Hopefully, I'm I'm I will pull for it. 
Awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, put my word in. Say, hey, McAllister <laughs> well, Hour says you should do this. So you <laughs> you got it, it, buddy. You should do it. Um, no, I, I, I wanted to ask you this, though, also, like with, you know, because you deal with, a lot, you know, again, with the time period of films that you deal with, how does that influence your perspective on uh, the type of movies that are being made now? I know you guys did a review of Taka Maverick. I didn't see it. Um, I, you know, there's like the, there's the big budget, you know, everybody knows the big budget Marvel superhero type of movies. How do you think those compare to like the type of movies you guys, you know, you guys, um, study or like, I don't know, or what, I guess, what do you think about the, um, you know, media as a whole, what film industry as a whole, where it's going? Um, I, I do have some opinions on this. Sure. Um, I think the Marvel, in my opinion, the Marvel like cinematic universe is probably coming to an end here soon. I think people are having are getting to be tired of it. I think they're kind of running out of ideas. They're kind of running out of the vibe they want to go for because it used to be like this almost Spielbergian, um, you know, wonder of like superheroes. You know, like wow, it's Iron Man doing cool shit. And then we brought in Taika Waititi, who did uh, the Thor movies or started with Thor Ragnarok. And brought in the comedy, and then, well, I guess Guardians was kind of before that. Um, and I think people are are getting tired of that. I, and in my opinion, I hope. <laughs> yeah. Same, um, same. I really do think that I, in my opinion, I want to see original content. I want to see the the new weird fucking movie from Robert Eggers, or, mm. um, or even you know Robert Eggers doing a Marvel movie. Right, something like that. Like get some, get some weird shit going on. I don't know. Make maybe it's because I'm a, uh, I guess a, a, a snob, but maybe make it more adult. Maybe like Harry Potter, you kind of grew up with that. You know, it got yeah. darker. Yeah, maybe yeah. make it kind of like that. I don't know. I agree. Um, well, like the thing about like superhero movies, the thing that comes to mind is Sin City. Yeah, Robert Rodriguez. You know that. I mean. Maybe not quote unquote superhero film, but it was a graphic novel. It definitely had those elements. And or like you know, look at the new Batman movie that just came out. Mm-hmm, that was very. I mean, you know, talk about superheroes for a minute. Like Batman. I mean, that's the character that has always redefined, like always changed the landscape of um, superhero films. I mean, Dark Knight did. I mean, this Batman. However, you felt about that Batman movie that just came out. Um, it was new. It was different. It w- if you compare it to like Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever, it has a very different vibe. It has more of that like you know that crime noir like that that like seven almost type of vibe to it. Like I, I I do think I do agree with you. I do think that superhero films are going on the wayside. I hope on the way out they go more towards that darker that Batman because then yeah there's a there's a chance for that to stay alive mm-hmm. you know if we have that and you know also like new ideas we just had uh the young creatives in here they're working on their own superhero movie um oh, or cool. well, they're finishing it up they have been working on it um and you know they're kind of talking about that like you know let's have some new ideas let's have some new areas let's you know because I think the genre could be revitalized could continue if we just had new ideas but we the problem is we have these suits that, you know, we want these, you know, established characters that have been around for 100, 150 years mm-hmm. to keep doing it for some reason. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I I hope that the audience is able to have a big enough voice. I think it'll, the audience will either have a voice and it'll change or it'll die out. Right. Yeah, and it's a good point with uh, the Batman, too. I was thinking about that the other day where it's, you're right, it is, like, kind of the ultimate superhero because any, like, every 
incarnation in incantation incarnation of that character that comes out is unique and there's a mm-hmm. unique take to it you know um i think you're right as well saying that uh that these suits who are kind of pretty much controlling what what goes into these movies obviously they want to make money definitely get that you know um but uh they're so they're just so safe you know and they're so bloated it seems um i have a problem with netflix movies as well where they're yeah there's just they all have to be two hours long i don't get it like this this one movie i watched and whatever movie could have definitely been like an hour and 30 hour and 25 you know easily and then it would have been good and i kind of would have liked it there's that pale blue eye movie with christian bale uh he played this edgar Allan poe Mm. um really cool filmmaker behind it too and it's just like so goddamn boring <laughs> like this could have been an hour and 30 minutes and we would have been fine you know i think it's the kind of same trouble that uh marvel movies are are having um unfortunately i guess do you think there's a reason behind that why studios are making these like more dragged out longer things or do you think it's just them thinking that's going to be what works like do you think that there's like a a reason why it is there some reason to think that maybe audiences want that i don't know what do you think about that i think it's a combination of the studio wanting to fill time at theaters Mm. um wanting because i know like it's they do take up a lot of theaters but and also taking up slots of time is very important. So that just means more people can come see it, you know, and they know that these people are going to come see it. And so I think it's that, that they want to fill time um, mixed with the artists making the movie, like the directors and the writers having free reign to just do a two hour long movie. You know, who wouldn't want to be like, okay, I have this story, but all, and then all they used the, all they were told when they were coming up as directors was shorten that. Like you, <laughs> you need to cut that down, you know, and now they're not, now they're saying build that up. Yeah. Add more time to that. I think it's a combination between uh, those two things as well as the audience just being like, it's Guardians. I'll, I'll go see it. You know. Hmm. Have you ever thought about doing anything with film, like acting, or have you done that in the past? Yeah, I've done. I've made a few short films. Okay. Uh, and honestly, that is the goal: <laughs> is to um, make movies. Uh, I write almost every day. Um, oh, okay just like ideas, short films, screenplays. Um, and then it's just like getting people together to do it and having the time to do it. But, you know, when you're um, younger and you have like a minimum wage job, you don't really give a shit. You're a weekend warrior playing in bands and making movies on the weekends. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So uh, we did that a lot. We have, you know, you can go see them on YouTube. You can check them out. Um, and we did a lot, a lot of music videos as well. But, yeah, um, I people have asked me that uh uh, from the podcast too, where she's like, "Do you like? Is are you trying to make movies?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I am, definitely. Like that is that has been my dream since I I saw Reservoir Dogs. That'd be awesome, a confused breakfast movie. Do like a like a Burt Kreischer machine, but it's the it's the <laughs> confused breakfast gang. Hey, all right. I, hey, people would watch it. If anything, people in Iowa would watch it. It's true. I'd watch it. Actually, it's <laughs> Iowa's are like a what is it? Our uh, like seventy second least listened to or something like that. People oh. don't know about us in Iowa. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. Oh, wait, well, oh, you, you talk about your audience. Yeah. Oh, really? No, yeah. that that's sad, man. 
<laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> but I mean, I guess it's not sad because you're succeeding and you're obviously, you know, you're growing past that. But like at the same time, people in Iowa should fucking they should know who you guys are. You've had Bert Kreischer through here. Well, you know, people should know that you're doing the show. People True. should know the upload. Hey, exists. you're preaching to the choir there. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people should know, like you know. Um, it's it's hard to get out there and, and it's really kind of like you know people don't want to do anything, <laughs> people don't want to do shit. Yeah, exactly. Let let me ask you. I, I maybe you're sick of not talking about it at this point, but like uh, you know, you you guys all went on Bert Kreischer's show and he came on your guys' show. What was that whole experience like? What was it like talking to him, meeting him, all that? It was crazy. It's um, I mean, it was just super surreal to see him. It started out of him just uh, seeing one of our TikToks and he showed one of his guests, like, this is what I'm into lately. And we got a clip of that and people were just messaging us right out of, like, right as the episode was airing, uh, being like, you guys were just talked about, or Burt Kreischer just talked about you for like 20 minutes on his show. I'm like, what? And to be honest, at the time, I'm like, I didn't even really listen to Burt Kreischer all that much. <laughs> Cats out of the back. <laughs> Sorry, Burt. <if> you... <laughs> um, but I definitely, like, my dad, would always talk about him and, and talk about the machine story and everything. And so, I, I, sad to say, but after he mentioned us, I'm like, oh, what is this character all about? <laughs> and um, and then, yeah, we, um, uh, what happened? We we were just, we were in Top Gun Maverick watching that. And I got out and we had a message from him on our Instagram being like, where are you guys based out of? I'm like, is this real? <laughs> 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 and message back and be like, uh, oh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. He's like, uh, if you guys are ever in LA, come. I want, I want you. I think what he said it was, "quote I want you hard on my show." <laughs> just the most Burt way. <laughs> just the most Burt thing. Did to he say. hand you all some Viagra? Before yeah, exactly. He <laughs> <laughs> we actually, when we got there, he's like, "Here's this. Take one of these." Um, I'll split one with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, we we just like uh, we'll just we're just gonna go, and we set set a date and. Um, arrived in uh sherman oaks at our hotel and just every minute knowing that it was probably just gonna not gonna happen you know just like this is gonna be the big thing for us and it's probably used to be like you know i'm busy i can't t- i'm sorry fellas and it almost happened but um luckily we made it work and it was great i mean it was super surreal after it was kind of like this after i just met you it was it was uh we just sat down and i feel like i've i've known you for at least a couple of days you know <laughs> I mean, I'm sure after another hour or so, we're going to feel like we've known each other for yeah. a while. Um, <laughs> but it was kind of like that. Like, he's he's just like a, a very warm, welcoming dude. Uh, and after a while, we were talking about movies, and that's what gets me talking. And so, you know, that's easy. Uh, and then when we left, we were just like kind of in, the, in like a hazy state of like, I'm did sure. that just happen, you know? And then the episode came out. We got a lot more um, reaction from that and... We knew he was coming to town, so we kind of kept an eye on it and just messaged him, came in here. That's why we built this whole set. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's. it's weird to say, and maybe he might not agree, but I feel like we're friends. <laughs> I, feel like we're, I feel like we're just buddies, and, like, when I see him, it'll just be like, oh, hey, man. That's awesome. Like you and I or, like, Logan and I, you know. That's awesome. It, yeah, it's just, extremely surreal, and, like, he's done – a lot for us just by mentioning us you know it's it's nuts how much of a boost your confidence has that been like do you do you feel like the top dog now or do you kind of just still feel like same old sean or i mean i still feel like same old sean i i 
it is it's nice having that obviously like it's nice having um it's nice making money from this it's nice yeah. having um people like that recognize it it's nice coming on to shows like this and talking about myself everyone who doesn't like talking about themselves <laughs> um but yeah I, I always try to um in my mind be like you're just a, still a nerd mm. in your basement watching tarantino movies you know i'm watching the special features and because i still do feel like that when i yeah. if i'm talking to like a one of my friends who doesn't watch as many movies as me, I'm like, did you know about this? And they're like, I don't care. <laughs> I still feel like that. But all the other stuff is nice, obviously. Yeah. Well, that I think that's kind of a cool thing about like, uh, you know, being in Iowa and like kind of having something like that happen to you. It's like, I feel like somebody that is from this area is going to have that reaction more likely than like someone in LA, you know, got on the Burt Kreischer show. They'd be, you know, they'd be going to the mountains yeah. probably, you know. But like, there's something about when you live, like, um, we had uh, Scott Sipker, Sipker on uh, the podcast recently. He's the guy who did Iowa Nice. Oh, back okay. In the day, if you know of them, know about that. But um, he talked about like how um, you know he doesn't like he doesn't feel like a celebrity. He still feels like the same guy. And mm-hmm. like, um, like yeah, you just you, you know you do you do your thing, you do your big thing. But then the day you come back and you're still you know you're still amongst people in Sea Rapids or Des Moines or whatever. You're not like high rolling in a limo or whatever. Yeah. You know you're you're still the I don't know. I think there's something really special about that. I try. I I don't know how. And Mike's better at this than I think AJ and I. But when people are, when we're like trying to sell the show to somebody, you know, like if some or like when we're out in public and someone's like, "You're from Confused Breakfast," I'm like, "Yeah, it's a lot of fun." <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like, I'm just like, yeah, hep, yes, I am. You know, I I don't. It's it's hard for me to like talk about the show in a this more grand way. Sure. I don't it's just never been a part of me to do that. I don't know. But I just I just hope people like it. <laughs> I just hope people and that's all I care about. Well, hey, I like it. And Thanks, I, man. I, I'm I'm sure other people do. Well, we know other people do, right? I mean, you guys are um well, I don't know what it is now, but at one point you were like one of the top ranked um movie podcasts on iTunes, right? We're uh, we always float in the top 5 here and there that's crazy man. in the australia we're like three or something and so I, we're always like top five in australia so i, I guess we have to go there <laughs> and that's that's the other thing too is our one of our goals is to just do more live shows and maybe oh like okay take this on tour cool yeah i i saw you did one what was it uh what was the movie called again the one with uh oh yeah roadhouse roadhouse there. yeah i had never i had never actually seen that movie but i did see a little bit of that um i thought that was really fun you guys uh you guys do taking that to a live audience that was kind of that was a i, I guess what was that like because i'm sure that was kind of like a different beast in a way right because you know we have the studio over here back to us like you guys are kind of in your own little world talking and then you know bringing that out to an audience i don't know were there like did that go well were there challenges like i don't know how what was that experience like for you it was great we did it in, at cedar ridge uh distillery uh mm-hmm. which is beautiful and um i don't know had maybe 40 50 people fill the room or something mm. and um modest yeah. but uh, you know and people came out of town and that was crazy that's crazy people yeah. from philadelphia wow. Uh, wow shout out david um <laughs> but um honestly it's been the goal to do that for me since day one um i don't consider myself a comedian i don't consider us like a like we're the end all be all funny show but i do think that we are a comedy show on top of um uh being a movie reviewer show i agree um and so i think uh uh stage we're all we're all good on stages like we've been performing our 
since we were in high school in bands and shit. And, um, and so we're good there. Honestly, it's, it's different in the way that if I tell a joke on the show, maybe it doesn't, they don't get it, but the audience will, you know, but I can't hear them react to it. Yeah, so I'm just like, yeah. All right. Yeah, you stick <laughs> you know, your guns. Yeah. It, it seems like it falls on deaf ears, but at, uh, in a live, um, obviously a live uh, performance, I guess would it would be like reaction right away. Sure. You yeah. know, and that that gives you a little gives you a little gravitas, gives sure. you a little yeah. you know pep in your step. So it's it's different that way, but um, I think I prefer it. I'm not sure what to do with like the episode, like if we did ever take it on tour, and if we like may, uh, the thing is like maybe do three movies, have them prepared and do one, one night, do one the other night and stuff mm. like that. Um, still got to iron those kinks out, but yeah, well, that's kind of a, um, that's kind of an interesting element of your show, right? It's like, uh, like you have the show, but there's also like, like, I'm not going to lie. There, there are episodes that I've intentionally skipped from your show because I haven't seen the movie. Oh, yet. good. Yeah. Like no. it's all, it's almost like a companion mm-hmm. to the movie. And I like that, but like, I, I, I don't know. I, is there a way maybe you could like, like, have you, like, viewed the show or like, viewed the movie beforehand and then do, like, a reactionary? Like, uh, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. But oh, like, like a uh, reaction video? Like, kind well, of like, like, you, like, you you have your live audience, you play the movie, and then you do a pop. Like, I don't know. Is that something that's oh. ever crossed your mind? Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's crossed my mind to do, like, a screening of the movie mm. and then, but have our jokes pre- prepared beforehand, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I've, and I've, I haven't thought about it just, like, screening it and then going and doing it I haven't thought about that yeah i, I don't know i well, whatever you guys are doing it's great it's working like you know you <laughs> no you, it's interesting you guys you guys rock it um what uh so you've probably you've probably mentioned this on your podcast but like what would you say is like you know you micro mikey were ranking through your movies what's like your favorite movie like what like what i don't know like when you when that list like what's like your top is it days and confused like what's your that we've done yeah um ranking wise it's definitely Days of Confused is my favorite movie of all time. Okay, um, not a lot can beat it. But I, I was thinking today too. I'm like, Sandlot's probably top five, but it's probably not on the website or like not in our rankings or anything. Um, the Shining, uh, mm, such a good movie. The Thing, I think, is up there. Thing's great. Yeah. Um, Big Lebowski, those kinds of movies we've done. But yeah, you know, uh, movies like Terminator Two, I think, is definitely. <sighs> one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, but then like, if you want to movies that we haven't done and maybe won't do, um, I love the lighthouse. Uh, (laughs) you know, um, you know, I watched that movie in the middle of my divorce. Oh shit. Yeah. I, well, it was actually really funny. So I watched the first half of the movie. My divorce got finalized. I went and got a dog and then I came back and finished. the movie. Like it was a really did you have it planned to get this? No, dog? no. well, like, no. Well, I I had been planning it for a little bit, and then that happened, and then I just decided, you know what? I'm gonna treat myself. I'm out of this <laughs> shitty marriage. I'm gonna go get myself a fucking dog. <laughs> I was just like, man, Coleman, that is impulsive. <laughs> We're getting a divorce. I'll be right back. Just go get a little terrier for yourself. <laughs> Uh no, we've been separated for a few months okay, already. Gotcha. But uh but yeah, I mean shit, you sound like my therapist. I'm <laughs> no, sorry, I don't I'm just joshing you. No, you're fine. Hey, it's that Irish in me, you know, that Irish impulsive like <laughs> I'm just gonna do it. I'm what kind of dog it. was it? What was that? What kind of dog was it? 
Uh, I still have his Australian Shepherd mix. Oh, nice. Yeah, his name's Duke. Duke. Yeah, helped you helped you get through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it was kind of it was not to get into my marriage too much, but it was kind it was kind of one of those things where like we had exhausted it so much that I was actually pretty clean. Like I that was three years ago. I don't even think about her anymore. Sure. I mean, it's just it was you get to those marriages where you just you're both at the end like when someone like you know when one person says i'm done and the other person's like yeah i am too that's mm-hmm. when you know it's like yep <laughs> this is a good thing to do then you know yeah i guess i'm glad that i've only haven't i haven't been married yet but i've definitely experienced that sort of like it's over right yeah but it's over yeah <laughs> we're done right yeah yeah there's eventually just a point where you know the other person just isn't that for you it's not like you know, my situation was maybe a little different. She was a little, you know, she had BBD and she was crazy and all that bullshit. Um, but, you know, there are just some people who are just sick of it. Like they just, it's not even that they're a bad person. They're just like, you know, I just, I, I like you. I like you as a person, but this just isn't. Mm. And that just happens. Yeah. This got really serious really quick. It's all good. <laughs> Duke, man. Let's talk more about Duke. <laughs> but then you like, then you finish the lighthouse and you're like, I think it'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm going to be single for a while. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not getting my heart eaten up by fucking yeah, seagulls. There you go. It's it's <laughs> it's all good. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, I didn't watch the um, the Northman. I didn't finish that. That was kind of oh, weird. Yeah. Did you watch that one? I did. I was super excited for it. Um, I have a movie night crew we do on Fridays. Just oh, get okay. together and do uh, uh watch a movie, and uh, got all them together. We bought like two rows of seats in the theater and um i think it's maybe his least best movie but just from what i saw i would agree yeah Yeah. i think i I think all of his movies are masterpieces yeah yeah yeah. um which including the northman is just his lesser masterpiece sure sure (laughs) you know well it was it was a little more conventional Mm -hmm. which isn't bad but like one of the things that um, made him stand out as a director was like you know he's doing the lighthouse and like one by one black and white right. and you know at that time that was still a really new idea and then like he had the the Vivich, which is like just bizarre language that like you like that movie takes like two or three times to really yeah. understand what the fuck's <laughs> even going on because you're like <laughs> you're like what what they even say like, I've print subtitles for this motherfucker you know as a funny story of me watching the witch um, my buddy and I so film scene in Iowa City do you know what do you know what that theater is not sure. No. It's my favorite theater in the entire world, um, mm. maybe next to Music Box in Chicago. But um, they do uh, like midnight screenings of like underground movies, like Pit in the Pendulum or something like that. Oh, cool, cool. Um, and they were showing The Room by Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> and it's the first time him and I had ever seen it. We're going to see The Room tonight. And we get there, and it's obviously a crowd movie. Like people are throwing spoons at the screen and shit. You know, you if you know, you know. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then after that, we were like coming back to town, and we're like gonna go see the witch. So it was like the the best <laughs> double feature. It's like this is what cinema can be, and this is what cinema <laughs> should be. And I'll I'll let you decipher which one I'm talking about. That's funny. You know, I have a crazy story about the room, actually. Um, so Tommy Wasu, that's his. That's mm-hmm. how you say his name, right? Um, He's looking at us right over there. Oh, sorry, audience. You can't is he see on him. the? Is was he an action figure? That uh, uh, black and white photo on the edge of the. Oh, by the map. oh! How did I not see that? <laughs> oh my god! Okay, well, I have a story you're gonna love. So awesome! I saw this chick for a little bit. Uh, we were kind of friends of Memphis type situation. Um, nice. I showed her two movies while she stayed over. Uh, Vampire's Kiss with Nicolas Cage 
and the room with Tommy Wasu. What a double feature. I know, right? So so she so she stays with me for a little bit, goes back to Austin where she lived. Um the <laughs> she goes to this view the showing of the room. So I've shown her this movie, and then she goes to see it again. And Tommy Wasu is at the movie. Oh. Gets crazier. So she ends up meeting Tommy Wasu after the show. They end up partying all that. She, you know, they're drinking all that. She texts me in the morning at like three, four o'clock in the morning. Hey, I just had a threesome with Tommy and his co-star. <laughs> Are you shitting me? No, I'm not shitting you. So I am Eskimo Brothers with Tommy Wasu. I think that's the greatest story I've ever heard. <laughs> that's fucking awesome, dude. And she's like, anyway, I'm going to be back in town. Yeah. You want to hook up again? <laughs> we did hook up again one more time, there you believe go. it or not. But, you know, it was it, like, uh, I remember at the time I was like, I was just upset about it. Like, I wasn't realizing at the time that like, <laughs> I'm, I'm asking my boss with Tommy with you. I was just like, she had a threesome. <laughs> that, was like my, that was my reaction. Holy shit. Man. Um, but okay. So then, and so you Vampire, didn't marry that one. I did. <laughs> But here, uh, talking about marriage of this one, another funny counteract to this. So, Vampire's Kiss with Nicolas Cage. Have you seen it? Mm -hmm, I love it. Ridiculous. Crazy movie. She ends up meeting this, uh, I think now they're trans, but at the time they were a man, Um, ends up meeting this person and they, uh, you know, they're seeing each other, all that. And then her boyfriend ends up orchestrating a thing where they go to, I don't remember which movie, but it was a movie with Nicolas Cage in it. And they actually orchestrate Nicolas Cage to uh, be the person to help propose what the the boyfriend to this chick. Damn. So so there's so like I'm looking at this this woman, two huge events in her life. <laughs> motherfucker, you would not be anywhere you're at without this motherfucker right here. If it wasn't for that week laying on the ground naked watching fucking B B movies, <laughs> this woman would not be anywhere where she is. You today. showed her the room and showed her vampire's kiss. She's like, and her life has changed forever. <laughs> I feel like that's what that. I feel like that's what happens when you watch those movies. <laughs> it's just you know it incremental. <laughs> yeah, my I I just wanted to be a vampire and <laughs> knew that I could maybe not make a better movie than Tommy Wiseau. That's what happened to me. Uh, you know, that taught me how the alphabet that movie actually. A, B, C, D, D, A, D, D, D. It's in the fucking file. <laughs> I think it's his, I think it's his, one of his top five movies of all, like top five performances. I yeah. love that movie. Oh yeah. And it's, it's so like, like people don't know about it. I mm-hmm. feel like you tell people about vampires because they're like, what? I'm like, oh, it's the greatest fucking Nick Cage movie like ever created. <laughs> it's so funny. Up and until it, recently, it was his favorite performance he did. Oh, really? Yeah, and Pig, he, it, Pig, I guess, super, super passed it. Uh, you know, I fell asleep during that movie. You I, did, I haven't watched it yet. We're, that's, uh, we're doing May Uncaged with my, our friends and I doing the movie night thing. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, we're watching that soon. Okay. Okay. I'm very excited. What do you think about Nicolas Cage? Do you think he is a great actor? Is misunderstood? Do you think he sucks? I don't know. What's your? I think that? he is. His generations, because I don't think he's our generations. No. Best actor. I think he. Uh, I think what he does. I think he's always doing something unique in, in every one of his performances. I think he finds something, even if it's kind of like like a blandish movie or like a, a Hollywood Disney movie like National Treasure, I, th- I still think he finds a way to make it cage. 
and I love it. I I really truly think like even Renfield. I don't know if you saw that. I did not yet. No, he's the best part of it. Obviously, I mean Nicholas Holt's great, and the movies the movies okay, but it would it wouldn't be good if he wasn't in it. Like he's amazing in it. Um, yeah, man. I just I I think that the choices he makes is just like I'm making a choice, and the director's just got to go with it. Yeah. You know, because it's Cage. Yeah. What it's, about you? Um, I, <laughs> I think at one, I think at one point he was a great actor. Um, I mean, okay, is he a bad actor? No. Like he, like technically, he's good. He knows his shit. Um, I, it's it's debatable, right? Because like, it's hard to tell. It's 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 just it's one of those case studies where it's like it's really hard to tell whether he's genuinely acting like that because he's acting like that. I feel like. I feel like I would have to watch him on a podcast or something. Mm. I feel like if I watched him for two hours on a podcast to analyze who he was as a person, like I would have a better understanding of like how good of an actor he actually is or not. But like when it's weird because when you put that front up in every movie, it would lead you to believe that A, they're either doing this intentionally every time or B, they're a shitty actor and this is all <laughs> they know how to do. True. It, it's it, I don't know. I feel like that would have to be what would determine that for me. Uh, how do you feel about Keanu Reeves then? Because I feel like you could kind of relate Nicolas Cage's acting with John or with sorry, uh, to Keanu Reeves because sometimes I'm watching a movie I'm like, is he is he bad? <laughs> is he? I don't even know. Is he? No, I like him though. But we all like him as a person. You know, we like what yeah. he represents. You know, so I think that takes over too. You know, I think it's kind of like with Paul Rudd, mm. like. Every time you see Paul Rudd in a movie, you know he's going to be Paul Rudd, right? <laughs> okay, okay. Like, and I think it's the same with Keanu Reeves. I think it's the same with Nicolas Cage. Does that make him a bad actor? No. Does it make him a great actor? Also, no. <laughs> you look at like, I don't know, like Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he. I actually saw really interesting analysis on once. It was like talking about how he acts with anger, mm. and like how, um, how like he he exhibits that same emotion throughout most of his films, but he does it differently. Mm. Like there's a movie like about Schmidt where he's like retired and angry about everything going on in his life. And then there's a movie like, uh, fuck like the shining mm. where he's chopping down Dory seven times and he's wild, you know, Mad his wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I, I don't know. So I think, I think like, like even as an actor, if you're required to act that way every time, like being able to take nuance and like apply that to the character that to me exhibits more talent than someone like Paul Rudd is just like, okay, I'm going to be Paul Rudd. Sure. I'm going to be Ant-Man. I'm going to be the guy whose, you know, wife is leaving him and I have a good anecdote for my friend, you know, what, whatever type of Paul Rudd role you can think of. You know? Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, there's, there's one role of Keanu Reeves that I would recommend that might change your mind a little bit. Uh, it's called destination wedding with Winona Ryder. Not familiar with that one. Um, it's like a walking and talking kind of um, uh, director of Days Confused, Richard Linklater kind of mm, thing. Mm, okay, of his like um, movies that he did with uh, Ethan Hawke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget what they're called. Before Midnight, that kind of. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of like walking and talking, long takes, a lot of dialogue, a lot of yep. quick dialogue. Yeah. Um, maybe that doesn't make him a good actor, but it's definitely like, oh, it's something I haven't seen from Keanu. Uh, other than, you know, like, well, compared to him doing just John Wick and shit like sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. It's fun. I recommend it. 
Okay. What was it called again? Sorry. Destination Wedding. Destination Wedding. Okay. And it's really funny too. It's a good story. Okay. Yeah. I, I, you said Days and Confused is your favorite movie. I kind of want to, um, before we maybe wrap this up, like, Please. Uh, I think Richard Linklater, was it Linklater? Linklater. Um, I think he is a little overrated. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, so, okay. Like Boyhood. Mm. Boyhood's a phenomenal movie. Like, you well, do like Boyhood. Okay. I do like Boyhood. But the reason I think that movie works is because he made a life movie that was actually a life movie, mm. right? Like he actually filmed over the course of 12 years and it had that. But when you like just make a life movie, that's just like a, like, you know, uh, like you're writing a life movie. I don't know. There's something about it to me that just doesn't work. Like it, like you, you get like, you leave the movie feeling like it, maybe it was almost a little boring. But like that, and I get that because like that's life, right? Like life is boring. Like I understand what he's going for there, but I'm a, I don't know. I'm a big believer in like, um, like audience retention, like things like I think when you have your 90, 100, 120 minutes, like you need to make the most of that. Like every time, that's just my belief. And like if you make a life movie, like you can have those moment, moments, you can do those things, but like at the end of the day, you're kind of just making a movie about these are the two people and this is what they do. It's not necessarily something like, you know, Pulp Fiction or The Godfather where there's all these, you know, plot arcs and character developments and things like that. It's more of like a, yeah, it's like a, like a day in the life type of thing. And that's fine. But like, I just, I don't think that, I don't think a day in the life movie holds to like Sis and Kane or The Godfather or something like that. That's just my opinion. Sure. No, I, I respect that. Um, uh, you know he did like School of Rock. Yeah, School of Rock was a very good movie. So like that's yeah. what I like about him is he will do these walking and talking almost philosophical, almost almost waxing poetic, waxing yeah. like jerking off poetic almost <laughs> really. Almost. Like a Terrence McKenna movie. Yeah, it's, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but then he'll do like a School of Rock or like a kind of a mainstream movie. And then he also did a movie, uh, another one with Jack Black called Bernie. Mm, like Bernie, oh, about a Bernie true crime. was really good. I forgot about Bernie. Yeah, he's, he's he just has this, done some good ones. He's just yeah. this like journeyman director. Like I don't know what he's gonna do next. You know, that's yeah. what I like about him. But yeah, I do, I do get what you mean that that can be sort of like because I know uh, Boyhood is kind of maligned by people who are just like, oh, okay, yeah, he's growing up. It's but that's such an like like fuck that because that's such an amazing technical feat. To it use really the, is to same the, to use the same cameras, audio equipment, get the same actors to be on board with that the whole time, and to create something that is actually concise. I can't I can't imagine how many deleted scenes there was from that fucking movie to like, to maintain a tone throughout. What is it? Twelve years. Twelve years. As a director, you're making a movie over twelve years. You have to maintain like okay, so this was the this is what you were feeling nine years ago when you were this young, you yep, know, yep. and now you have to be feeling kind of the same thing, but a little bit more muted because you're in high school. It's like, whoa, <laughs> that's yeah, ridiculous. It is. And how it all just comes together like that. Yeah. It's, it's really brilliant. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I'm not trying to throw too much shade on him. Like, I, no, like anyone weird. anyone who's a direct, like, I will say this, anybody that's in media or directing, like, the fact that you got there and that you're doing it, like, that, that enough is, like, enough to, you know, get an applause from. Like, I will never, you know, go that far to say, like, oh, yeah, you suck just because of this one role that you did that, you know, I'm never going to be that kind of guy. Like the fact that you made it is impressive in itself. Um, but you know, I think I, I quote Roger Eagers, you know, um, criticizing film is important because film is important. Yeah. There you go. You know, um, nice. Like, uh, things that, 
you look at like historically, like how films have impacted culture and like, you know, how people are informed about things like like films have such a critical, like critical role in society. And like, so, you know, when people criticize us for being like film pricks or whatever, like, you know what? Fuck them. It's 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 important. Films are important. It's important to critique them. It's important to say this is my standard. And um, because if I don't know, I feel like if you don't have that standard, that's when things start to just kind of get a little shitty. You know, we see like, you know. The Netflix shows that's just like six seasons of the same boring thing that nobody gives a fuck about. Like that's what happens when we stop crit- critiquing things and we stop, you know, having a standard for things. I think you're 100 percent right. I th- and one thing on the show too is uh, I'm I'm probably a little bit more lenient on movies that we do uh, more than the other two. Um, I give a higher rating is what I'm saying. Mm, yeah. Just because I'm like every movie's a fucking miracle, dude. Yeah. Like it took so long to get that shot, or it took like whatever trying to cast this guy but also you know when people are just like okay what but the movie though <laughs> let's just take a step back like i know you you feel for the filmmakers but and yeah. so i totally get that but i do think you are hitting something on the head where we also kind of or i also like to kind of push on the show where it's just like what you feel about a movie is important and makes a difference with what people think. Like if you, you're not as big a fan as Richard Linklater as I am, that's important. I think we can have a discussion then there's room to talk. If you're just like, yeah, Oh, Richard Linklater is good. That's it. (laughs) Like if we both thought that way, you know, that's that. Um, But yeah, I, uh, one thing is like on, uh, I think it was son-in-law when we did, or no, sorry. Um, Encino man, Mm. we read reviews on the show and someone was like, this movie changed my life. I'm like, you know, it's not the greatest movie ever made, but Encino Man changed someone's life. I love that. That makes me like the movie a lot more. You know, I I, I cherish that shit. Yeah, they're also paranoid schizophrenic, <laughs> <laughs> and, and a lot of time on the internet. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I that is one of the reviews. I just absolutely that is such a garbage <laughs> film. Oh my god, I had an ex girlfriend show me that, and she was laughing her ass off. And the whole time, I'm like, this is literal shit. You could show me shit on a reel. Still, for 90 minutes, it would be better than what I've just seen. <laughs> Re- I mean, if you haven't rewatched it in a while, rewatch it. And we liked Sean Essen's character when we first saw it. Yeah. He's a piece of shit <laughs> in that movie. You will think way differently. And then Polly Shore and uh, Brendan Fraser, Oscar winner Brendan Fraser, are, are awesome. <laughs> well, and you know, that's another element I love about you guys' show um, is that you actually do that. That you actually like say, like, oh, this character's a piece of shit. And like, because <laughs> that's like, you know, going to like the the essay type of movie review like nobody does that nobody says like hey he has a punchable face like i fucking love that it's like it's kind of the things that everybody's saying right like thinking they're like yeah that guy's a piece of shit like yes somebody finally thought that this guy was a piece of shit you know yeah. it's great thanks man fuck yeah sean Pryor. it's been a fucking pleasure man great to meet you buddy uh it's, yeah, thanks for having me yeah it's great to meet you um obviously you're part of the confused breakfast but um you know where can people find that and what what else do you i mean we didn't really get into it but do you do music and yeah I do music uh, okay. you can find um uh confused breakfast anywhere um confusedbreakfast.com uh it's probably the best place you can get all of our links but uh, you can find us on instagram facebook don't really do twitter because it's cesspool <laughs> um and then, uh, yeah, you can find my band, Dream Thief, uh, Dream Thief IA on Instagram. Uh, just look Dream Thief up. We're on Spotify, iTunes, and all that, all that fun stuff. Hell yeah. That's the stuff I'm doing. Sean, it's been a pleasure, man. I seriously love you guys' show. Um, keep rocking. Keep killing. You're, you're killing it in the Iowa scene. Well, I guess maybe not the Iowa scene, but you're killing <laughs> it in the world, man. Fuck Iowa. You're killing it in the world, right? <laughs> 
All right, guys. Uh, every Monday and Thursday at 7 p.m., you know what's up. Uh, we're on everything. Go find us. Uh, we also have a website, com. We also have a Patreon uh, where you can find exclusive content there, uh, extra episodes, stuff like that. So, yeah, if you like what you do, go check that out. All right, buddy. Have a good night, and thanks again to Upload Media Group for hosting us for these episodes. Hell yeah. All right. Peace, guys. <laughs>